0: In 1919, he hit 29 home runs, and was sold to the New York Yankees.
1: A three-run home run for Bukkington. The Yankees now lead it by a score of three to 2 Bill Lee is now going over to a couple
0: of the Yankees,
2: and there they go again. Bill hits it to deep left. That might send the Yankees to the World Series. Tech, and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. shot is through. Roberts, safe.
0: What can I say? Just keep my heart in The Yankees, my
2: daddy. Welcome back to Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. I'm John Seneca along with my co host Brian Shackman. And almost two months into the baseball season, and the AL East is insane right now, and Major League Baseball in general is insane. We got no hitters, we got records going to be shattered if you I predict don't. them out, but let's start in the AL East, Brian. Yankees, Red Sox, and the Rays are all jumbled up. So the situation
0: is, I mean, we've talked about this before, how we don't think necessarily the Red Sox are a first-place team. Uh, the Yankees probably have the most talent in the division, and now all three teams are, are bunched together. We might have a situation, and this is the thing I wanted to start off with, where you have a nine. i mean, if everything goes all the way through the season, if you project it, you might have a 90-game winning team not making the playoffs and so that makes this three-headed monster assuming that toronto and they still they don't have springer and i mean like they still don't have everybody but a lot of hitters they they do but and they're really tough out right but assuming and what if they get a hot you might have three teams they leave florida too yes and they'll go home there's a couple things i want to get at one is you might have a team win 90 and not make the playoffs and the second part is you really going to see whether home field advantage helps teams when they have full crowds that they haven't had in like almost two years and that will make a difference for the teams that draw very well and the other thing i want you to react to is listen the outside of a steady dose of orioles the red sox haven't had a ton of al east games they've had some with with toronto but they're going to have a lot more with tampa and they have six in the next month, I think, with the Yankees. And so they start to play each other more. And that's going to get some separation, I think. And so that's the big thing. that They're going to beat each other up. They might have a 90-game winner, not make the playoffs. And obviously, when the fans come back, who does it help the most?
2: So... Um... The Yankees have played the Rays a good deal. Right. And the Yankees are gonna play the Red Sox. So totally totally with you there, but the Yankees have had a little bit of more smattering to work with so far. They've had
0: more A L East than exactly. the Red Sox have.
2: Exactly. Um talking to the who's gonna have the advantage coming back with the fans? All right, Red Sox playing a smaller stadium, obviously. Tropicana Field's Sucks. Nobody goes anywhere. Nobody goes anyways. I'm going to point back to the Yankees Astros series and the crowd that was there. And when they get the full capacity, which will be soon in New York as everybody's dropping like flies around right. the country. So it's only a matter of time. The Yankees fans were out of control there. And I feel like the team has, they've been 15 and 5 since then, including that series. Yeah, you're going to look, look at that, that as a turning point. I look at yeah. that right now as a turning point. Of of that and and that plays right into what you said the crowd advantage. I'm going to go with the Yankees on that just because um, they might be one of the last teams to kind of go back in that mix to full capacity and you know and the fans might just be crazier and if you know just more jacked up.
0: Do you think that when they start playing each other more, say, the six games with, uh, with the Yankees-Red Sox, then I think the Red Sox have a couple uh, with Tampa, sandwiched with some Kansas City. Well, six with Kansas City is going to be really helpful for,
2: for the Red Sox. Well, Kansas City was good at one point, too. Yeah, but <laughs> just like Seattle was good half at of one of point. the, <laughs> half of the
0: season. I mean, I mean, when I look at all of that, I think the Red Sox, home field has not been uh, what it once was for Boston. And we'll see what kind of fan comes back. I, I just don't know. What it's going to look like in terms of energy and intensity uh you know i haven't been at a full a full capacity since i don't know i i went early in the 2019 season i don't think i went late in the season so it's been a while since and when I've are they supposed
2: there. to go back there's no announcement yet
0: no i feel like it's going to be um in june yeah yeah and so they just are now going back to the full because i'm a season ticket holder june 8th is when they're going to go back on full, full guns, I believe, because I have to start picking the games that I'm going yeah, to so take. Yeah, so it's only a group. matter of
2: time before the Yankees do something and New York does something. I like think we so said too. the All Star break is going to be the end all be all. That's, that's what I say. Everybody. 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 Unless something crazy happens, I mean, I mean, I, We'd have to run the numbers, but I would say at least over a quarter of the teams already are full right. capacity.
0: So the only thing I wanted to ask you about with the Yankees, because I I, I just obviously follow them pretty closely, almost as closely as the Red Sox. Uh, Araldis Chavin finally had a bad finally bad yeah,
2: exactly and you, you love win. that look at the smirk do, on your face right now I do, I, for those who listen to this Brian has got like a great him. smirk right now but he
0: was unhittable he was right? unhittable, he was unhittable. It, so it had to happen and then it, yeah I mean you can't go a whole season without blowing a save but like after that like I don't see where the holes are I mean it seems like when one of the like high end guys the gets hurt the pitching has been unbelievable like, Stanton stumbles he gets but, hurt but and it's like somebody...
2: it's not even a big deal All of a sudden, no one's even concerned about it right now that's the
0: thing the Yankees seem to have right now Like. The last few years that they had six bona fide like a-list hitters and they can have one or two of them struggling at any one time and still do really, what's well, really
2: helping them well. right now too like not like obviously glaber's playing really well glaber's playing awesome judge is playing good pitching is great but i mean andahar is in the lineup he's helping him because fraser's not doing anything hicks is hurt chicks i mean is hurt right but the guys like that the tyler wades the Andujar, it's like Andujar, like no one even remembered him last year because right. he was not even a factor. You know, the guy was a runner-up for and, uh, Rookie of the Year. Well, not runner-up. He was with Glaber and uh, when Otani won it.
0: So now you got to look at like what does the team need? They to, could definitely to get over use
2: another outfielder. I would think. Um, I don't. I <laughs> the center field worries me. Gardner's not going to be your guy. Um, Frazier is is sketchy right now. I mean, Frazier Frazier has a lot of potential, right? But he's just not doing it right now. So like. It, are you going to win a World Series with that lineup?
0: Well, at some point, you got to take more exactly of the you're, you're, away
2: from him. Yeah, and you're going to have to figure it out. You're going to have to make a trade. You're going to have to get an outfielder. Because you're not going to win with with your center field situation right now, in my opinion. You're just not. I mean, Stanton's your DH. He's not going to play the outfield because of— like, Wait, you got a calf problem, right?
0: Yeah, I
2: mean, he's he, a DH. He's a DH. So just pencil him at DH. So as long as Voight is in the lineup, he's at first base. So you have no more room for the big guy. You have to figure out. You got to get somebody that's going to get on base and play outfield for you.
0: Right. And the question is, what teams are going to start to 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 throw in the towel, and who's going to be? Yeah, available. I mean, we can
2: say that now. It's still super early. A lot of things can change. I mean, the Yankees pitching could go totally south. Someone could get hurt. You never know. But as I look at the team now, that's what I see. Right. Pitching is great right now. Cole is Cole. The guy Kluber threw a no hitter. Herman is looked like he's throwing Looney Tune pitches. Montgomery is very solid. I
0: mean, Montgomery's, what your third or fourth, right? right? I mean, if he's your third or fourth, you're doing really he's
2: well. He's your he's your worst starter right now, and yes. he's you know so. Whereas but, the number one for
0: the Red Sox, Eduardo Rodriguez, or if you call him the number one, he's been struggling. So, uh, and again, I, I don't know if and when Chris Sale's going to come back, but that would be a huge same thing boost with if, if he can, if he can pitch. Decent. So now I want to transition to, to the minors because uh, just really quickly, we both live in Connecticut as our listeners and viewers.
2: Speaking of know, crowds.
0: And and uh, I've been to two Yard Goats games, including uh, one against the AA affiliate uh, of the Yankees. Me too. Uh, so
2: you were there when they had the restrictions lifted because they lifted yes. it on the 19th. You went to that game. I went to ga- I went to the game. next game.
0: Yeah, so I, I went uh, on Friday. I believe, yeah, it was Friday the 19th. No, it was the twenty first.
2: Yeah, and I went the twenty second.
0: So it was. The, first of all, they got out scored in a six game set sweat. by fifty to fourteen. Yeah, I mean it was awful baseball. They couldn't even field in one game. I believe the one they lost eleven to one. They had more errors than hits. Now of course, so they it's were early. losing
2: by two when I le- When I was there, and it was like. We started walking underneath in the last inning and they gave up like seven runs in the top of the ninth. Yeah,
0: and so this is one of those things where, like, so the environment, I'll just give my hot take real quick. It was great. Even in the eighth inning when when I went, they were, they were down, I, I believe, like 14 to nothing. And there were still a lot of people there and the energy was good. And I think just people are starved to be out and about. Uh, but you know it was weird like there there was like a 45 minute wait at at, at the barbecue spot yeah. uh, for concessions
2: and it so was... you can clearly see that the pandemic has hurt everybody and it's hurt minor league baseball they've cut back you so really you see so you, oh, absolutely. So you, went, you were
0: there 2 years ago there's definitely fewer staff you think? absolutely
2: 110 percent so like you would think if you got like box seats above a dugout someone would be around to wipe them down right see. There's an, there's no one in sight to do that. Um, they said people are coming through to pick up trash, which they promote, and it's like you know two people in the whole bottom bowl go through. Now, Did you go maskless? I didn't have a mask, and my kids wore a mask because they had to technically. Um, but if you were not if you were vaccinated, you didn't have to. But nobody right, but was nobody checking. Nobody checked. So I, no, mean, I exactly. was surprised
0: at how many people were without. I I would say like over eighty percent of the people there were not wearing a mask. Yeah. I doubt eighty percent of people there. Have been vaccinated, so no. it but it's weird. Like I find, like I, I'm it's not almost a ger- like it
2: never happened.
0: But it's for me, it's not like that because I'm not a super duper conservative person. I'm not a germaphobe, but being out and about near people, I don't know, is a it, new thing for me. It's I, definitely different, and it felt it felt strange. But it was, I think, people just liked being at the ball. The energy
2: was great. They were doing the wave. I mean, the crowd was totally into it the whole time. Oh. You could look around and you could see that people were having a good time, like oh. legit having a good time it was
0: i want to tell a story there was the left fielder a switch hitter left fielder for somerset who's 25 and and he's probably he's batting like 180 and he's not going to make the bigs and, you already
2: you already penciled them in for. well i
0: mean i remember from moneyball when they were talking about a trade they're like they were talking about this one guy they're like 26 double eight no they're no. like no not not going to happen and i i think that uh when i think about that but i was it my son wanted to go to left field and uh, we went to left field because he wanted to get a ball. And we we went there, and and the guy in left field, it was a third out, and he his name is Isaiah Gilliam, and we screamed his name, and I pointed at my son. He threw the ball. I mean, I'm always amazed from 50 how they 60 can throw it right there, right to him. Like I there know. were groups on either side of us, yep. and he threw it right to him, yep. and he got the ball and like my son was so excited and like that's the stuff where minor leagues can really make it or break it and and then i tweeted at the guy i took a picture of max as the guy was running in and i tweeted at the guy and i just thanked him and then he tweets back he's like you know make sure he remembers me when he makes the bigs or you know some really right you know obviously my kid's not making the bigs but like a great throwaway and like that's what yeah, but
2: that's what baseball is about oh especially minor league baseball I, was,
0: I mean and and it was just so cool <laughs> so the fact that you know minor leagues it was at full capacity but it was not a sellout so we he just walked the line for the barbecue in left field was too long. We walked to left field and we just sat there and watched a couple innings. And he got a ball. I mean, and that yeah. kid is he, now, and the hook is in him, and he just wants to. Now he wants to go. The yard goes every day.
2: Yeah. What I love about that stadium is you can walk all over the place and, and watch the game, and you can pretty much at any any time except for the major major sellouts. You can sneak in and find a spot somewhere. Totally. So I want to I want to tell you a little story about you're talking about how they threw the ball to, how he threw the ball to your son right. <clears throat> so we went to Orioles Yankees game. And Bobby Dickerson was the third base coach at the Orioles at the time, so he got us like field passes so you were in Baltimore. In Baltimore, and we had field passes. So the way it works is, you know, you're behind the you're behind home plate, and you get roped off, and right. you can kind of go behind home plate. So the Yankees on the visiting side, and the Orioles are over here. So we're hanging out with the Orioles this side. Pre pre-game. pregame, yep, bat- batting practice. So. Um, the Yankees come out on their side and they're getting ready to go out and take the field for batting practice. And they're like on the side, kind of just throwing like warm ups, like just chucking. So Jeter and Cano are playing catch. Now, Jeter is probably, I want to say, 25 feet down past the third base dugout. Okay. All right. So that's like from home plate, that's probably what, 115 feet? Yeah. Probably. Say 115 yeah. feet from home plate. Now, Cano is standing in a group of people. Now, there's, there's just people standing around like, like I am, like player passes, just hanging out, dude, just hanging out behind home plate, groups of people mingling and talking, and I'm not talking three or four people, I'm talking 15 to, sure, f- you've been around, you've been yeah. yeah, yeah. and Cano's standing there, playing catch with him, up towards the batter, the on deck circle, so his,
0: behind him are a lot of
2: people, all around him right. are a lot of people, and these balls are coming, and they're, they're talking, and it's getting to the point where they're, it's, it's so funny to them, that they're literally, like Cano's holding his glove like this, and the girl's talking, and Jeter's just like, Right, boom! Right, right behind there. their head, every single throw, and it was no, not never once did it look like either of them were once concerned that the ball was going to go go astray and right. miss them or anything. And I'm sitting there, and that many people were watching it, and I'm watching this, like I'm pointing, and I swear, to my wife, I'm like, look at this, this is insane. It's so
0: funny you say that because I think that watching long toss might be the, my favorite thing to watch. Yeah, because they just. Th- they throw it at 50 yards or 40 yards and it's right there
2: almost every single time. I mean. And it looks like they're not even trying. Oh my gosh. That's
0: why like even like when you watch maybe the two outfielders or the other outfielder with the bullpen catcher playing catch in between innings like I'm always just amazed it's just casually hanging out and it goes whoop, boop, and sometimes they'll throw it on a dart like yeah. they're going to make it like a throw into the cutoff or sometimes they'll they'll do it you know sky high it always ends up chest <laughs> and that's it. Right. It's really it really <laughs>
2: incredible. It's not like Watching the outfield warm ups in the uh, Little League, that's for sure. <laughs> well, me, like, I mean, I
0: have such a wild arm, my release point's different on every throw. Like, I don't know where it's well, going. It's, it just goes to show you how hell.
2: really good the athletes they are. Like, to do that constantly every time. You know, it's like a guy hitting a golf ball surrounded by a bunch of people that that's if correct. he misses by this much, right. he's going to put a dent in their and forehead.
0: We'd be crapping our pants. Right. And he just steps up and it's. Like, it's, it's nothing. Well, it's actually a good segue. He's John Senegal and Brian Shack, But This is fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. You know, there are some names of guys. I will admit it, you talk about transition for the minors. Probably two years ago, they were in the minors. I don't even know no. some of these guys who are making a name for themselves early on with some really incredible numbers, and I don't know any of them. And you did a little bit of a deep dive on a couple of these guys.
2: Well, I mean, the big three are Jesse Winker. Who's
0: Jesse Winker? Is he with the Cardinals? Cincinnati Re- Cincinnati Reds. I know it was a team with
2: these, you know, They're known for Joey Votto, right? And. Right. That's about it, right? The big red machine, but they haven't been doing much in a long time. But Winker, 355, 13 home runs, 28 RBIs. He's insane. He's really good. I mean, he's he's not high up on the RBIs as opposed to like, you know, like the Devers got like 39 or something, right. you know. He's like the top of the league. But most people have never heard of the guy. Never heard of him. And
0: is it because he's in Cincinnati? Because I, I read a little bit. I mean, he had a good last season in the shortened season. He was really good,
2: too. I, I, he's one of these guys that just, like, he just finds it, right. I guess. So give
0: me two other names of guys that I don't know
2: about. Mercedes. Mercedes. Who? From, from White Sox, the guy who hit the who hit the three uh, zero bullpen pitcher oh, home the, run. That's the guy. Yeah.
0: Well, now of course he patted his stats.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he's twenty eight years old, dude. And where did Where's that guy come? Where's from? he been? Hitting. Must be hitting BP home runs in the minor. I don't know. Like he just he just shows up. He's one of those guys, I guess it's late boom. Carl Everett was like that. Remember Carl Everett? We went from the Yankees to the Red Sox, broke up Musina's perfect game? Mm-hmm. He was one of those guys who got good at like 28 years old. And he was good, really good for like five years. And then they
0: dropped off the table. Then the, he was a crazy guy. The, the, the
2: testosterone shots wore off.
0: Oh, they just they called him Jurassic uh, Carl. He didn't believe in evolution. I don't know what that guy was doing. But all right, give me one more.
2: And Garcia, outfielder for Texas. 14 home runs, 38 RBIs. He's right at the top. 291 average. Not as high as... Your your May Mercedes is 347 average. Yeah, but listen,
0: anybody batting over 275 in this major league baseball is hitting great.
2: So here, the 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 thing is though, now in May, towards the end of May. That's what they're doing. Now we do this we do this podcast at the, towards the end of the season. We got to remember these three names. Jesse yeah. Winker, Mercedes and Garcia. Keep your notes. Where will they be? Yeah, I usually do keep my notes. I didn't I didn't I didn't look as much as I needed to. I should have on these guys, but, you know.
0: Well, no, but I mean I think part of the, what we want to do is I mean See I, if they I, can hold it. When you emailed me or texted me these names, I, I heard of Jesse Winker because I heard a bunch I saw a bunch of people tweeting well, about like him a on a social f- media. Yeah, exactly. And I I was like I literally had never heard of him and I don't pay as much attention to middling teams in the NL, but I know since uh, he has had some good offense and some stretches this yeah. season, and I, I just so okay. So Jesse Winker, uh, what's Mercedes Yerman, First, Yerman. Mercedes yeah.
2: and Adolus Garcia. Adolus
0: Garcia.
2: So speaking of Mercedes, uh, what what's your take on that with the whole Tony LaRusso unwritten rules? I know that weird. Dino- I, did you see Cece Sabathia on his podcast? He just went crazy. I sent that to you. Did you see that? I mean, he just I saw went. The tweet. Yeah, I saw. The, he went nuts. So here's He basically thing. said he was a dinosaur. He needs to get out of the game.
0: Who LaRusso? Yeah. So my thing is like. I know, like, there's some some people on social media, like Jared Carabas and stuff for Barstool, who like love the bat flip, and they 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 tweet out videos of every great bat flip, and they grade them and all this. And I, I, I guess it makes the game interesting for some. Like, I don't like it. I do feel like if a guy's on the mound and pitching. It's like, a, it's like in football. If you're up 40 points and you get a running back gets handed the ball, he's got to run hard or he might get hurt. I mean, you have to play the game. When you're in right. the game, you have to play the game. Now, could he have laid off it and maybe would have been a little more respectful? Sure. I, I If a manager's going to put a guy on the mound, I don't have a problem with a guy swinging necessarily. But <laughs> if he showboats or bat flips on it or whatever... He didn't do that, no, though. No, I... I, I, I <clears throat> It's funny because I'm more old school about stuff like the bat flip, but the guy hit a home run. It's going to help him probably in arbitration down the road, and I don't have a big problem with it. The manager of the other team and the other guy actually uh, a couple weeks before had had thrown it before. I mean, I think it was might have been Minnesota because they yeah. it really struggled, and he struck a guy out on some of those 55 mile an hour pitches. And I don't know. I don't have a huge problem with it. Now is Larusa out of touch? Absolutely. He doesn't even know the rule book. One hundred percent. So I, I don't. I never loved La Russa anyway. So right. it doesn't make me want to defend him. But I, I really didn't have a huge problem. Even though I kick it more old school than not, I didn't have a huge problem.
2: Yeah. So why why do you have to have a pitcher, a play, position player pitching there? Like you have pitchers on your staff. If you're that concerned about a guy hitting a home runoff, you put a pitcher in there. So you were cool with it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I don't. Under, you guys, they're major league baseball players, right? What do you expect him to go up there and do? Yeah.
0: I, I really don't. Those think guys he are paid to hit
2: baseballs.
0: The, the, They're not paid the to walk. They're not yeah. paid to
2: play unwritten rules. They're paid to pay to hit baseballs. If you go and into... if you're a guy that's 28 years old and you're having a season like that, I mean, Jesus, dude, this guy, this guy, this might be this dude's only shot to get a contract. Yeah. yeah. And he and he stays relevant. You know the
0: funny thing is, and when, his whole team backed when him up. Look at the stats, whether it's arbitration or in contract negotiations. I doubt they'll say, "Oh, but that one of those." If he has thirty home runs, they're like, "Well, it's really 29 right, yeah, They're not going to do that, and right. so I don't. I don't blame him for it. I, I thought it was another. Like the media sometimes we have nothing to do and we have no controversy. Yeah, talk so about we, we, something. We gotta, now Larusa being a dinosaur is a good talk. Well, he came like right out.
2: Like R- Larusa, like brought it on himself more well, than anything. Who was
0: playing under the bus? Exactly. One thing that I. Another thing that I liked in old school is like you don't have to do that in the media necessarily. There are some things where I think calling out players in the media is is important and they should be held accountable. But like keep it keep it in the clubhouse. Tell them not to do that, it again.
2: That seems like a very easy thing to handle too. Just be like, come on, guy. You know, like, look at. You. Don't you think your stats are good enough right now? You're gonna have another chance at a home run. Just leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Or, or maybe have your base coach give him the take signal, and if he blows through it, then he gets fined. I don't. I mean, I don't. It sounds Kangaroo like they court. didn't. Sounds like they didn't give him a take. So what are you gonna do?
2: Yeah. So one more take before we go. Okay. There's been six no hitters this year, mm-hmm. right? Your prediction on how many no-hitters are thrown this season?
0: Well, I don't think there's going to be 12. I think it's going to slow down. And I think that with the shift and other things, I think maybe managers will get crafty and bunt or whatever. <laughs> I mean, the record, I think, in the seven. monitor is seven. Yep. Do I think there will be another one? Yes, I do. Do I think it'll be... If, if I were to lay out an over-under for you, we we'll do it right now. I, the over-under would be 10.
2: I was going to say 10. That's exactly what I was going to so say. So would 10. you take
0: the over or the under? that's yeah, the the over under to the Vegas right? I know, the I, know. Would be 10, well, I so was gonna gotta... say
2: I was gonna say there's gonna be 10 so, so I gotta need, to pick one but now one. you gotta pick one
0: <clears throat> oh. I'm taking the under alright
2: I guess I go over then I mean you don't wanna do both so I, I I'm gonna go on record as saying 10 but I'll pick the over
0: and I agree, this is another one where I, I like no-hitters when they mean something. I think it shows how brutal uh, the hitting philosophy is in this league. And I don't think they should, we talked about this last time, I don't think they should, you know, legislate the shift out of baseball, but I do, I'm getting more warmed up to the moving the mound back and then making that the way it is all the way down to college. I really do think that it's like in hockey, They should. I think they should go to Olympic sized rinks in all the NHL arenas because everyone's bigger, stronger, and faster yeah. than they were 30 years ago. And now if guys are pitching 100 if the average MPH of fastballs in Major League Baseball is 95 like you gotta give these if you want the hitters not to strike out or hit home are runs they move it back them to
2: 65
0: no, what is it now 66 60, 60 feet, 60 feet 60 6 in. inches so I even think if
2: you do it like
0: 62 yeah I mean I don't think it has to be much to give them that millisecond to be able to no. decide and then I think you would actually get more balls sprayed to more fields and then you get maybe more classic hitting because you'd have now it's basically guessed and it's guess and launch angle Guess and launch angle. I mean, some of these athletes, I mean, like Otani are just amazing, but I I, I would like to take that guess and launch angle thing out of it, and maybe someday you'll have to back it up again. But I actually think if you make the rule change, you have to make it in the bigs, in the minors, And in college,
2: yeah. If it's, I mean, some of these guys, they must be guessing pretty damn good, man.
0: No, I just think it's. I mean, (laughs) but I mean, I I mean, I can't turn on sixty-five, and I was a decent hitter. I I don't.
2: I just don't get how some of these guys hit it, hit these pitches. I mean, I I, I saw Kluber pitching the other night. He had look Looney Tune pitches, but I see guys hitting the ball out of the park every night on pitches that look like that. JD
0: Martinez, and I mean, like that's when the balls
2: that Acuna hits sometimes. It's unbelievable. I mean, I saw Tatuve. Tatuve turned on. uh, uh, Chad Green, fastball, was like 97 above his eyes, and he hit That's it out crazy. against the Yankees.
0: Yeah. You know what I, I mean? You, I mean, are you for or against? Moving the mound back? Yeah. You're
2: against. I, I I'm, right I'm right. against it, dude. I mean, baseball's the way it is. Just let them play. These guys are getting crazy stats as it is. What scares me is the fact that, like, what Kevin Pillar had, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the problem is, is like, it's not a problem, but that happens, and it happens, it doesn't happen a lot. It happens, like, once every three or four years where you get drilled really bad. But it's scary, dude. But is that... Is that f- Three feet gonna make the difference of his him getting out of the way of that. I don't know. I do some stuff. It so. might
0: until they get start until the average mph is one hundred and there are guys topping at one hundred and five. I mean, I think I, think they I always look... thought there were physics limit limiting mph. Like I thought, like with Nolan Ryan, I was like, okay, well, like one hundred and five is as fast like as you can throw any faster right, like, physically. The ergonomics, the physics, like right? That. And so now they're sort of pushing that envelope. And so now if everyone gets Tommy John and that arm is you know like a like a a spring loaded i don't know what the upside is so I, i do think that if it's one of those things where you might just have to do it
2: yeah well only time will tell only time will tell the only time we'll tell, the Yankees and Red Sox are going to play soon, but will they be neck and neck? We'll see. Yeah,
0: I listen, I think the Yankees are more talented, but I think that uh, the Red Sox certainly can, They're hit, not their, rolling over, they can hit their way out of not uh, a lot over. of problems. So he's John Senecal, I'm Brian Shackman. Listen, wherever you're watching us on YouTube or you're listening to us, uh, keep doing it, share it, like it, listen to it. Spotify, Apple, where else are we? Any uh, other I Heart
2: Radio. wherever you get your podcast, yeah, And
0: we'll see you next time on Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports.